0: The book of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God,
1: and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it.
0: The Lord be with you. In this morning's reading from Matthew, a messenger appears as a sign from God, and the angel tells Joseph, Do not be afraid. Joseph found himself loving Mary, the woman he promised to marry, and yet faced with doubts and fears about her being with child. This new life for Joseph, this new way of being, being together, of loving it takes courage courage joseph wasn't sure he had do not be afraid do not be afraid to love to love to love something new is about to be born let us pray oh holy god we thank you for the glimpses we catch of your gift of daring love even in the midst of fear Of challenge, of struggle, even when we cannot always see a better day. Help us to keep acting like the human family we are. Ignite again and always the flame of love within us that we might glow with its brilliance from the inside out. Help us to keep seeing what love can do. Your love within us and around us. Amen. gotten a gift already with the music this morning. How beautiful it is. Yay. There's nothing in this season of Advent that moves us sometimes more than the music of the season. And even when it's a song that we might not know, part of not singing helps us to go with that music with our heart and our mind. And so we are very grateful. As we come to this time of Just talking about the offering this morning you've probably seen the ways that you can give online uh, bring money and put it in the box send a check all of those kinds of things and we invite people um, whether you're here or watching from home to fill out a friendship card when you get a chance that's where we get our blessings that we scroll on the screen at the beginning of the service and we're glad to share those Um, I want to highlight a couple of things this morning. One is our angel tree gifts. Um, Some of you, many of you, have already given, and there's a bunch of gifts back there against the back wall. Uh, We are still in need of, oh, probably um, we have 70 kids. So the idea is that we have 140 gifts, two gifts per child. Um, So we welcome your participation in that the tags are on the trees so I invite you to take one or if you know somebody who's not coming to church but might like to do that um, see if you can arrange to get them one of those tags you can come to the church during the week and ring the doorbell and somebody will either give you a tag or take your gift and put it where it needs to be so thank you the other um, thing I wanted to share about is what we call the Good Samaritan Fund And this is an opportunity to give to a fund that helps when people in our community come to us and need some extra help to get through a tough time or for a particular um, expense that they have. And that is uh, just a special offering that we remind people, people can give any time to it, but it's something that I wanted to share with you. We are going to um, share in some very special music in a couple of minutes, Um, but what I'd like to do is to invite us to just pause, and then we're going to do the doxology, and then I will pray, Um, so let's just pause in a moment of gratitude. I invite you to stand for the doxology as you are able. God we give you thanks we give you thanks that we are here whether we are here online or in person we give you thanks for the very air that we breathe into our bodies for the life that it brings and for the love that we can share we may not always be able to share it together O Lord but we can share our love because you loved us first and so we give And we offer our hearts and our lives in love for you, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. invite you to join your hearts with mine in prayer O oh, breath of heaven hold us together bind us to you and to one another in this time where things happen that are both expected and unexpected changes around us and changes within us that are hard People grow sick, and we cannot always be with them. People are weary and tired. And, oh, Lord, we pray for your breath, the breath of heaven, to surround them with comfort that we so often cannot give. All around us, in the midst of the craziness and chaos, the ordinary, everyday things of life, tests, Medical tests, school tests, challenges, relationship challenges, all of those things, they still happen, O Lord. So send your breath of heaven so that in the expected and the unexpected we may find comfort in your presence. We cannot do this life on our own. Remind us that we can need you. We can want you. And we can pray for your love on this day of love to surround us here and everywhere. And Lord, we pray for that same love to surround those we cannot see or hear or touch. Breath of heaven, hold us together this day and send us when the time comes from this place loved and strengthened and encouraged because you came you came to us in the beauty of a child in the love of a father and in the saving grace Of a savior, we pray and give thanks and offer ourselves in Jesus' name, amen. Mm
2: morning today's reading is from the book of Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 through 24 and from Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph but before they came together she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph her husband was faithful to the law The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God.
1: Good morning church. Let's pray together. Almighty and gracious God we give you thanks for this moment, for this time. We have, we have praised your name, we have heard your word, we have prayed together. And now with our hearts open we pray that you would plant a seed in us. A seed that will grow and bear fruit for the honor and glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. So here we are in the second week of Advent. This week we're focusing on love as the theme. We talked about hope last week, this week we're talking about love. So to get started, I figured I'd ask a really simple question related to love. How many of you are loving your 2020 so far? Oh, I got laughs, but I didn't see any hands go up. (laughs) Kind Kind of a very telling thing, right? That we would find ourselves in this place, this deep into 2020, because, you know, it only has a few weeks left. And nobody's using the word love to describe their journey over these 12 months so far. Now, there's probably things about 2020 that you may have loved. But I'm guessing that when we look across the whole spectrum, what we're seeing here is not something we would describe as a year that we loved. That's tough. I mean, we all know the realities we're living in. The reality of this pandemic has touched everything about our lives. We have seen people struggling economically. We have seen people struggling with issues of social justice and racial justice. We have dealt with the ongoing strife after our election. And so, yeah, it's hard to use the word love to talk about this year. We're still in the middle of all of this. But when we think about a year we love, when we think about the way love works in our lives, do we actually need things to go perfectly to love a thing? Or are we grappling with the reality that we just had so many plans, so many expectations, so much that we had thought was going to work a certain way and just hasn't in 2020? I mean, we've all felt some degree of loss. Some people have felt lost in the most real of ways because there are empty chairs at their tables. But all of us have probably felt some degree of loss in terms of things we were expecting that just didn't come to fruition. So there's a reason why we say we're just not loving our 2020 to this point. And I want us to think about that idea of our unmet expectations and how they match up with our sense of whether or not we would love this year or not, or whether we would love a moment we're in. Because we bring so much to the table, but then God tends to move in God's own way. And what we experience in the story that we're studying this morning has a pretty powerful lesson for us, I think, around what it means to know love in this season not only the season we're in as people now but this special season of preparation and expectation as we move toward the manger so let's talk a little bit about joseph because that's the scripture we read today and it's interesting as we get to joseph's story because while we hear his name a lot we don't really know a lot (laughs) about Joseph and the thing is when we get into the story we come to Matthew 18 what we see here is that Matthew is offering his own take on Jesus birth now we know we get the much longer version of the Christmas story from Luke Mark doesn't talk about it and John doesn't talk about it but we get the much longer version in Luke so what Matthew focuses on is this and when we he says when his Mary his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph but before they came together she was found to be pregnant through the holy spirit okay so we need to just unpack that a little bit i think some of us who have done some work some deeper study of the bible get why that's important but we got to understand a few things if we look at this story with 2020 eyes we kind of think well what's going on they were engaged and they just weren't married yet, which is technically true, but we gotta put a little more around that story. So to understand the culture of the time, you gotta recognize that Joseph, we don't really know how old he was, but what we know from anthropological studies and other biblical studies is that most men got married around the age of 18 at that time, okay? He could have been as young as 13, but most men got married around the age of 18. Mary would have been younger than him. It would have been unusual for him to marry someone his own age. So she, too, could have been as young as 12, but she would have probably been in her early teens. So these two came together, and they were betrothed. Now, we have our own sense of what it means to get engaged in 2020 U.S. culture. But a betrothal in this point in Israel was much more a business arrangement then it was a romantic, find your soulmate kind of arrangement. Families would have come together and they would have make, worked out a couple of different layers of business deal, and then they would have had this contract that would have been binding. And then there was about a year before a couple would move into the same house and have the wedding, and then that would have been when they were really considered married. However, in the eyes of the culture when you were betrothed essentially people treated you like you were married even if you weren't living together okay so this is where joseph and mary are now what we also know from other parts of the story is that going back to luke's version that mary's been had her own visit from an angel and she's all gone off to visit her relative elizabeth so she's been gone for a while so now, if you're this betrothed guy <laughs> and you're sitting here and all of a sudden your betrothed has decided, you know what, I'm taking a trip, I'll be gone for a while, that kind of breaks the expectation. That would have been a little unusual. That's not what being betrothed feels like. <laughs> That's a bit out of the norm. So. Joseph is kind of sitting here in his own feelings, wondering about how loved he really is at this point. But she's gone, and we know where she's going, so we're going to Okay. Then the drama happens, because Mary gets back home. And while we don't know how many people would have known about what we're going to loosely term the secret, clearly mary's parents and joseph knew about the secret and that secret is is that she can't hide the fact that she's pregnant now now we bring our own 2020 senses of how weird that would feel if somebody you weren't showed up pregnant but this is a much bigger deal during this time period because as we said because of that contract side of the betrothal, she's considered to have committed adultery. And adultery in that culture is a capital offense. She could have literally been dragged into the street and stoned to death. Most of us are familiar with that part of the story, but that's where she is. But that's why the line that follows is so important. So, verse 19. It says because Joseph, her husband, see, he calls her her husband, even though they're not together, yet. He calls him her husband. But Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her, quiet. So here's where Joseph sits. He's already been kind of put off by this idea that she disappeared for a few months. And now she comes back pregnant. So if you're Joseph, you're probably thinking she did cheat on him. What else would you think? Now he could do the public thing, but he decides to do the quiet thing. Because the only thing he can do if he wants to be an upstanding righteous mind in the eyes of his culture and probably in his own mind is he says, well, I can't sign off on this. If I take her home, I'm essentially saying what she did is okay, and I get played for a fool. So he says, well, we could do the public thing, but at a minimum, we're going to do the quiet thing. Because the only way you can resolve this is to break the contract, which is the." So Matthew tells us Joseph was planning to resolve it quietly. That was his plan. Now that, none of that, feels much like love. None of that meets the expectations that most people would bring to the table. And here's this guy. And, you know, 18 is one thing to us, but 18, he's a grown-up in that culture. He's further down the pike than we would consider an 18-year-old. And so he's pretty broken up about it. At a minimum, he's got to be somewhat heartbroken. You would think on a certain level, he'd be pretty angry. But he decides to do this quietly. And then when he's at home by himself, one night, probably in the house he is building to live in with his family, God breaks in. God shows up and has something to say about this. God says, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. What's conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And goes on to give him the lesson and remind him of prophecy. Now, that's pretty... Frightening. <laughs> it's a pretty big deal to have God show up and tell you that I, don't, I know what you're feeling. I know what you must be thinking. But I want you to do this anyway. Now, let's not pretend Joseph is a fool here. <laughs> As we said, Joseph already has some idea what's going on, or else he wouldn't be talking about the divorce. But now he's being told by God, no, you're going to bring her home anyway. And that still has implications for what we're going to do next. Because what's conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. You still have a role to play. You still have things to do after this. So expectations are clearly out the window. (laughs) Completely blown up. And all this is going on in the context of a real world, lest we forget that. Because Joseph and Mary lived in an occupied nation. They were dealing with several issues of injustice. They were dealing with an occupying power that was treating the citizens very unjustly and unfairly. And then it was just still the ongoing real struggle that it was to survive, period, in the first century world. All that's going on around them, and this is happening in this guy's individual life. So, what does that tell us about us? What, how does that speak to us right here, right now? Because we kind of know what happens next. We don't have to dwell on that. But the question is, what is the lesson? What does that matter to any of us sitting here in 2020, thinking about the year we have had, listening to what Joseph went through? I think the hard part for us As we sit here right now is to think about that idea of how expectations are not met that idea of how the world just hooks this amazing left turn and nothing that we were expecting seems to be going as expected i think joseph can relate to that but what we can learn from joseph is what he does once god breaks through once god shows up we see something pretty amazing in Joseph. In verse 24, we hear this. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. So, whatever. We might be struggling with however much loss, however much pain, however much frustration, however much sadness, however much anger. That we may be feeling because the world is not living into our expectations right now. That things may have hooked this major turn and we thought 2020 was going to unfold a certain way. And we are still stuck in it. We are still tired of it. Everything seems to still be happening. Every day there's a new thing that feels like that's not what the plan was. But is God trying to break into your world? What might God be trying to tell you that you are struggling to hear? That's a thing we all have to fight with. That's a thing we all have some issues with from time to time. Now, we don't always have the luxury of divine visitors at night. We don't always get that. But, however God might be trying to talk to you, however God might be trying to reach you, however God might be trying to break into your world in a new way, the key is, once you have heard from God, once the message might be coming, Can we follow this amazing example of faith we see in Joseph? Because that's the hard part. Because God doesn't have any problem communicating with us. I want to say that again. God doesn't have any problem communicating with us as we sit here and go, well, I don't know that I've gotten any messages. My bet is that's not a God thing. That's an us thing. God has no problem speaking clearly. It's us understanding that's the issue. And if we really want to hear from God, we have to really want to hear from God. (laughs) Most of us, in our own way, don't. We kind of have our own plans. We have our own expectations. And God may be saying, I got something bigger in mind. I can see something happening that you can't see. There's a huge plan that you're a part of, and I got big hopes for you. The question is, will you hear what God is telling you? And once you've heard it, because the hearing is one thing, once you've heard it, can we say yes to it? Now that's one big lesson, but what does that teach us about love? Because our theme today is about love. I think the thing that love brings to this is the ability to trust God when God has spoken. Because the thing that we know for sure, no matter where you've been, no matter how you've experienced this year or all the years prior to it, the thing that our lives are a walking testament to is the fact that we are beloved children of God one thing that we can all stake our hopes on, one thing we can all stake our lives on, one thing that we know for sure is that we are loved by God. And even when our expectations are not met, even when life goes in a direction that is completely unplanned, one thing we know for sure is that we are loved by God. And if we know that, If we trust that, if we have lived in it for however many years we have lived in it, then even when life hooks these terms, even when things do not go as planned, even when our hearts are broken because things feel so off and so weird, we can trust that if God comes to us and says, don't be afraid. I have a plan. We can trust that. Because love may not look like what we expect. See, Joseph had all these plans. And love seriously didn't look like what he was expecting. But he ended up with the family that he had been dreaming of. He ended up with a wife. That he had been looking forward to and he got to be a part of the greatest story ever told which is much more than he was ever expecting (laughs) but that's because god has a plan (laughs) whether he could see it or not but he knew god loved him And he loved God enough to say yes. So no matter how we feel today, no matter how much of a struggle 2020 has been to you, no matter how much loss, pain, and frustration you may have felt, if you know you are a beloved child of God, you can trust that no matter what tomorrow holds, the story, We'll be fine. Amen and amen. Almighty and gracious God, we thank you that you show us these things, that the love comes to us so much bigger and so much more powerfully than we can ever expect. Lord, we bring all these expectations to the table. Sometimes we hold so tightly to what we think it's supposed to look like, we miss what can be because you are in control. Lord, no matter how you are trying to break through into our lives right now, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Give us hearts to love you in return, to love you enough to go wherever you are leading us to. Because your story, your vision, your hope, your plan is always better than ours. No matter what it feels like to us, no matter what it looks like to us, let us, Know that love in the most real of ways. You have already made it so real in the life of Jesus. Your amazing gift to us and all the world. You've made it real in our lives, even though this has been such a difficult season. We know and our lives are still walking testaments to the fact that we are beloved children of God. So Lord, let us hear. Let us see and let us love so that those who don't know will come to know. In the name of Jesus, the Christ, we pray. Amen. God knew that
0: matter the preacher the prayer the speaker that we wouldn't always remember and so we come to the sacrament of communion to be reminded again and again of that love would you join me the Lord be with you lift up your hearts let us give thanks to the Lord our God It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to raise our voices with you, tuning ourselves to you, creator of heaven and earth. You filled the night of creation with music and light, setting into motion the rhythms of sunrise and sunset, sound and silence. You formed within us your love song and breathed into us the very breath of life. Sometimes our voices are choked, and we cannot find our melody. But you keep the bass line humming, waiting for us to rejoin the chorus. You show up in the worst of times, offering us the way to freedom in you. Your voice breaks through in prophets whose songs wake us up to the kingdom you desire. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, We praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, breaking forth into light from the blessed darkness of a womb, He brought light that illumined a path, so we could see our way to beloved community. Your Spirit anointed him to raise his voice, preach good news to the poor, proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. You healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners and invited us to do the same. Born into a world of suffering, he suffered. Born into a world of senseless death, he died. Born into a world that needed hope, he rose. Delivering us and proclaiming light and life, triumph for the living and the dead. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit, Holy Savior lighting our way. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you and broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, do this in remembrance of me. And the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you and gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. And so do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us your love and light so that our hearts may be opened in service to you and to the world. By your spirit, make us one with Christ one with each other and one in ministry to all the world. Mix our voices in harmony with each other until we sit at the same table, until we sit at the same table and sing and the same choir in your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever, amen. Let us join together in the prayer that Jesus taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. In a time when there is so much we cannot do, we are so grateful that we can receive this gift. And so I I invite you to remove your masks briefly and open the side that has the cracker in it body of Christ broken for you the blood of Christ shed for you I invite you to put your masks back on and take your cups with you when you leave and put them in one of the gray trash cans. We go this place as people who have been fed in the greatest love there ever was. Amen.
1: So as beloved children of God, we go into the world, no matter what the world holds, no matter what our expectations may be, we can trust that we are beloved children of God and the coming of Christ is one way we know the depth, the totality, the amazing nature of our God's love for us. Go with that in your hearts. And let it make a difference in how you live and love each other. Now in the name of God, our creator and king. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our savior. And in the name of the Holy Spirit, our counselor and our sustainer. May God bless us now as we leave to love and serve God and all God's children. Amen.